Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, welcome. This is the show. I'm Jeff, the host of it. Uh, you're listening to this, if you're listening on release date, just after Christmas and right before the new year, on Thursday, December 28th. This is the 111th episode, I believe. Because um, we're recording now on December 2nd, and on November 30th, I believe I just posted 107. And I have 108 to post on December 7th, and then I just recorded two more after that. Uh, so, uh, we're getting ready to ring in the new year. We're on that week between, um, there's, I think, one song in history that is, um, a holiday song about the, uh, week between Christmas and New Year's Eve called The Week Between by, uh, Jonathan Colton and John Roderick from their collab holiday album One Christmas at a Time, which I highly recommend because it has... Um, sort of a bunch of fun, goofy Christmas songs about aspects of Christmas you don't think about, including, of course, The Week Between. And then one song that is a, like, garage band electronica track, um, with, um, one of them reading the Wikipedia page for Hanukkah over top of it. Um, and that's very interesting. That's how I know about what, ha- like, the legend of Hanukkah, what happened with, um, you know, the Maccabees and whatever. They uh, make learning fun. Exactly. Because uh, they just drop that track in as, like, track eight on a pleasant Christmas album, and then eventually you know uh, the story of Judah the Hammer. Um, anyway, boy, gosh, this show is... <laughs> When's Hanukkah this year? That's what I want to know. I'm going to Google Hanukkah 2017. Ooh, Google's default pronunciation goes with no C. One N and what? two Ks, because because um oh it is it it's from December twelfth to December twentieth ah see I've already missed it I should have wished oh, people happy Hanukkah on the Aww. last episode um for, can you do on Hanukkah like on birthday or I guess two episodes ago no uh yeah I guess but like most of the year is not Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, still do it. <laughs> that's okay. Happy on Hanukkah. I'll do it for you. Yeah. Happy on Hanukkah. Okay. Um, uh, what about Diwali? Is that a. We already missed that. Okay. Boy. Uh, <laughs> Ramad- Get it together. Ramadan was way earlier in the year, right? Is that <laughs> yes, even. It was. That's not even a winter holiday, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's during the school year, usually, but. Oh, boy. I, mm, no, yeah, it was. Uh, it was the end of May to the end of June, so depending on when your school year ends, you yeah. missed it. Um, I think Purim is just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, the, it should be. Yeah, the yeah. Hebrew New Year. Um, oh, no, that's in March. What? Oh, no, what? sorry. Purim Wait. 2017 was in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, I went to it's, that. It uh, is, a, again, in, in March. It's uh, February 28th. I chicken. That's a that's a fun. I wish there were more costumed holidays in the larger, grander, secular Western tradition. Me um, too. We have Halloween. 
Um, and I guess if you're in a like heavily Jewish enough area, Purim is probably that's the costumes one, right? I'm not mixing. Yes, up. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's okay. the right one. And uh, you can probably just go because they just want a little bit of money for food, and then they let you in. I because they usually give you food. I like food holidays. I like costume yeah. holidays. Uh, I feel like we should throw some costumes into Thanksgiving. Anyway, this show's not about holidays. <laughs> though maybe what about some- a board game holiday? Perhaps sometimes I wish it were. Uh, I think Christmas is the board game holiday, right? It's a yeah, board game Yeah, I usually holiday. have like one or two games out of my family, and that's all I tolerate. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, Deprived. So these voices you hear are not just mysterious people. They are, in fact, the guests I have. Please welcome to the show Catherine Marino. Hello! And Scott Martinek. Hi! They're both returning guests from the past. If you're a new listener, um, you can go back and listen to their episodes. Literally, if you just search their name and creepypodsta, it will show up in your first page of results. Uh, thank you for letting me back. Yes, thank you. I need people to who are eager to be on the show, but I also don't want to have people back on too soon before uh, uh, since the last time they were on. But Scott, for you, it's been like a year and a half. So At least, yeah. <gasps> uh, Thank you. We're going to talk about another recommendation from Saya in Underworld. I think all the Saya in Underworld uh, translated Japanese creepypastas were recommended by Dig on Twitter, so thank you. Dig at Digery. You can follow them. Uh, I think there's three Ds total in there. You can figure out where they go. Um, what does Digery do? Bad. <laughs> nice. Sorry, I'm sorry. This will be my last sorry. appearance on this podcast. That's great. <laughs> uh, so, the the story we're talking about today is called Reverse S-Ward. Uh, ward. War- I've tried <laughs> to avoid saying S-Word, yeah. because that's not what it is. Like, like in the direction of S. S-Word um, is how it looks. Oh, it's looks. kind of fun to say it that way. Yeah, but it's it's Ward, like an area of a city. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when I lived in the city of New Brunswick, New Jersey, you would see parking signs that were like, Ward 6 permits only. Uh, it's like that. And it is literally talking about the section of a town called S-Ward. And then on the other side of, I think, uh, a mountain, it says, yeah, uh, is the new S-Ward ward that everyone refers to (laughs) as Reverse S-Ward, where a uh, subclass of, like, they're called... Buraku, mm-hmm. and it seems to be a holdover from a Buddhist caste system um, yep. from ancient. Which they still use, yeah. Well, but from <laughs> they pretend n- they don't. Not not much in um, Japan. I know that's still a big issue in uh, countries on the Indian subcontinent. Um, Japan has secularized a lot, and also I think yeah, Shin- Shinto might be the majority religion, or. Uh, mm-hmm lapsed christianity um uh but so that's just set up for the story um i'm going to have uh man who's which of yours stories was i think this one's mine yes i believe i assigned this to scott because it went with Catherine's suggestion of next week's episode so scott please uh walk us through what happens in this story okay i'm gonna try this one's this one's really weird and complicated 
Yes. Uh, there's a fun footnote at the end where the author's like, this person's writing style was really strange, and that's why it took me forever to translate yeah, it. Yeah, I think they said it almost killed me translating this one, which, yeah. which is probably scarier than the story itself. But uh, let's uh, let's see here. So, yeah, it starts with that setup about um, S-Ward, S-Ward and reverse S-Ward. Um, We're all doing oh, it. Oh, man, it's the worst. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, how this there's sort of like a holdover prejudice from this old caste system. Um, and so it starts with the narrator. It's a first person story about um, this person recalling their time in high school and they live in S Ward and they had a, a friend, this boy that also went to the school who he refers to as A throughout the story, just the the initial A and that's part of what makes this story so confusing is a lot of people are just assigned yeah. letters or anytime someone says the narrator's name in dialogue, there's just a blank space left. Yeah. Uh, so it gets a little confusing in that way. But um, yeah, so they, they go to school and they have this friend who's from the the reverse S ward and they're friends for a while and then... All of a sudden, this person from Reverse S Ward just starts attacking them randomly. And it kind of comes out of nowhere and there's no explanation. And it happens in front of other students, according to the narrator, but no one steps in and does anything about it. And this um, this kid, A, from S Ward, uh, yeah, just starts attacking him with, with a weird smile on his face the whole time like it's this kind of creepy situation where yeah it's just very off-putting yeah. yeah it's 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 out of nowhere and he's like uh is this where he's laughing while doing it i don't or? think the laughing has started yet he just says he he hit me with a like a faint smile on his face mm. and then uh, yeah and everyone just sorts of sort of ignores it or doesn't see it it's not really clear exactly what's going on there um, but then one day, uh, this student A just stops showing up to class and no one really knows what's going on until, uh, a tutor comes in asking for the narrator and they're like, you were friends with this, this other kid, right? And by this point, they were not friends at this point. And the, the, the narrator is like, not really, uh, that guy's a jerk. And, uh. But apparently this this other student had called in and said they were afraid to come to school uh, because they were afraid of the narrator. And the narrator's confused. They're like, no, 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 no. I, I was being bullied by them. Why would you say that? That doesn't make any sense. And so there's that whole confusion where like, why are they saying this about me when it was the other way around? And uh, yeah, so he just explains this to the tutor at this point. Yeah, the tutor keeps being like, "Is are are you sure? Because mm -hmm. I don't know. He seemed pretty afraid of you." Yeah. Um, and it's it. I I think that um, yeah, the tutor asks a couple times, like, uh, "What's going on?" And then the guy, the narrator says, "Like, why did you think I was bullying him? Who told you that?" And the tutor says, "Uh, forget about it." <laughs> right. And the tutor, uh, the tutor seems sort of incredulous too, and the narrator, narrator's like, "Well, other people were watching this," and he's like, "Are you sure other students saw this?" Um, yeah, it's it's very like 
the narrator knows something, and we're never really uh, told what that is. Right. There's there's or a lot the of the tutor. The rather. tutor. Yeah. The sorry, tutor. I said the narrator. Now the it's tutor. Okay. The tutor seems to know something about the situation that we're not clued in on. Right. And there's a lot of a lot of vagueness in this story. A lot of things are just sort of left open and unexplained at this point, at least. Uh, so yeah, the the tutor just kind of lets lets the student go eventually, and um, then there's this weird little section where the narrator's talking about how I thought only bullying bullying happened when there were multiple people ganging up on one person. I've never heard of one person bullying another person. Uh, that's especially weird. Yeah, yeah, that's especially weird because like. A paragraph ago, the narrator was saying, yeah, I, A was bullying me. Right. Yeah, it's a weird okay. little aside that I don't really think connects to anything else, really. Yeah, uh, that's, I guess, part of the strange writing style that the translator notes. Right. But at the end of this, he says, uh, the narrator says that they felt so much rage towards uh, this other student A at this point because of the whole situation that he wasn't just upset enough to hit him, he really wanted to murder him. So he's the narrator at this point is filled with a murderous rage for this other student. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which then makes you wonder if maybe that tutor had a point. Uh, so Yeah, you're like, oh, is it backwards? Did, <laughs> you know, is it unreliable narr- narrator thing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we get into the, and the story puts this in quotes, suicide. Right. So... Wait, why is it in quotes? I don't understand either. Yeah. It's it's another <laughs> confusing situation, but... Uh, yeah, what happened was a uh, suicide in quotes. Someone jumped off the apartment I was living in. That's sort of casually thrown in there. So, so yes, yeah, suicide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Confirmed. So, yeah, so the, the narrator's at home and hears a weird sound that, uh, in this translation, it says "gee," like "gy," followed by a bunch of "e's." Uh, Assuming it's "ah," <laughs> yeah, and then followed by a, a loud boom, and it sounded like something falling on the the roof of the bicycle parking lot. And when they went out to look at it, uh. Apparently, there was a a person laying down there, like, that had fallen. And but then they noticed that a person that looks identical to that person is standing up on the balcony looking down at it. And, yeah, the narrator just kind of talks about how confusing and, and off-putting that whole thing is. Yep. Uh, and then it uh, the elevator dings and the person on the roof turns and uh, rounds and sees. Right. And then... Oh man, this is so weird. Yeah, I this part's very is, confusing. Yeah, a bunch it's of, very confusing. So then, a bunch of booms come from inside the elevator, but I don't understand what that's about. The booms are never I, explained in yeah. this story. It's just something that I think happens. it's him falling again and again. The It's like the echoes of his suicide. No, uh, could be because else. he got interrupted in going his his ghost got interrupted in going down to meet his body by the ding of the elevator and then he just got stuck in the elevator falling over and over again kind of i that was my interpretation oh, so it's like a, but it's like a weird glitch 
Yeah, he, yeah. Got, he got glitched on the way to his body. Okay, yeah. By an elevator ding for some reason. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm glad you were able to make well, so no, much sense. Well, no, it doesn't make sense, but... <laughs> Yeah, this there's a lot of interpretation in this story, which um, I think that the strange tone of it sort of lends credibility. Like, you almost feel as if um, this is a person describing something that happened to them. Um, but because I know that it's not a person describing something that's happened to them, mm -hmm. I'm like, mm, I think you need to drop this... Uh, this buffoon who's bad at describing things persona and just give me yeah. the good solid descriptions of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It That'll be preferable. And give them like just regular fake names. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that part is like so confusing. All right. Okay. Uh, so then the, the narrator is taken to the hospital after this because they sort of lose control and collapse. And the doctor just kind of dismisses everything, like, just forget everything you saw and heard, and here's some medicine, and get out of here. And then they then they, they keep hearing the boom sound everywhere they go, and it's slowly driving them insane, and he still is really mad at this uh, this other student and wants them to... to die because they're driving him insane it's all really weird i didn't get why he blamed the uh a uh he like he was mad at a for witnessing the suicide i that made no sense yeah it's sort of like he's just uh blaming a for every bad thing that happens to them from now on yeah yeah it's like I'm, I'm not on the narrator's side at this point right and so, the next day at school, let's see here. Oh, so- I think this is when he bumps into the uncle. Yeah, so, yeah. There, who I guess is also a tutor at the school or something, but it's this old guy who is one of A's uncles, and- His name is B! <laughs> <laughs> uncle B! <laughs> um, so, then they they have this whole- interaction where the narrator yells at this old guy for for also being weird because there's just this sense of weirdness about him and he's like your whole family are psychos you're crazy leave me alone and then the old guy just starts laughing and this confuses the narrator more and the guy keeps laughing and says i see you it's you it's really you and it turns the narrator's kicking him this whole oh, time, yeah. I believe. <laughs> yeah, he starts kicking the old yeah. guy, that's right. So he's attacking this old man in his school who then starts laughing at him and saying, it's really you. And the whole thing turns out to be... Is this where the uncle explains the whole family history? There's a lot of back and forth, yeah. I think. Um other house. Yeah, he passes out and then wakes up, and B is there with his wife, C, and they explain the whole thing about how um, the Buraku people can, uh, in the new S ward, ward can see ghosts, and uh, how the narrator has uh, ghosts, and because he was hanging out with uh, A 
he also got some of that ghost juice rubbed off on him. <laughs> right. Um, and mm, the, su- the suicide guy was a ghost, and he could, like, he got distracted and attacked A because of the elevator. And it's, it's very, like, weird and dense and complicated. Yeah. There- and. It's a lot of confusing world building going on in this story. Yeah, and there's not much other story action, really. It's just a lot of explanation of what's going on. They do a purification ritual where they just kind of, like, mutter and laugh at him, and then mm-hmm. it's fine. Right. Um, And then A disappears, and then it's sort of just, like, dropped really casually that A uh, has killed himself. Right. Um. I like had to reread that paragraph. There, he wakes. The narrator wakes up to a boom, um, and then discovers A has killed himself that day. Uh, and at the funeral, there's a bunch of uh, paper, um, paper talismans, uh, like spell tags, all uh, on the uh, uh, coffin. Um, then a bunch of unclear stuff about ghosts, mm-hmm. and then I think. <laughs> Ultimately, is the the lesson is that it's okay to discriminate against the Buraku people, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's not really that they're from a lower class; it's that they're a lower class that sees dead people. So yeah. it's perfectly and, and fine to stay ha- away from them. <laughs> yeah, if you and hang out with them because of it, if you hang out with them, you'll get haunted too, right? Mm-hmm. Which there never okay. Here's the thing that uh, well, there's a lot of confusing things, but it seems like. I'm just going to call it Aunt Uncle and Bully Boy, because I can't deal with <laughs> this ABC yes, thing. Thank you. Sure. Okay, so Bully Boy apparently was supposedly attacking um, our narrator because he was afraid of him because he was being... Because there was a ghost or a uh, a star, 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 star creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> asterisk, asterisk, asterisk creature. Uh, what's the actual name of the creature? I forgot. They don't it say. doesn't say. The oh, narrator's... He- Kimon, a demon. Or oh, a yeah. demon. Or Kimon's the gate. But anyway, uh, a demon, an oni or something, was uh, attached to the narrator, and a uh, bully boy was scared and attacked him. Mm-hmm. But then later, they make it seem like um, the guy that committed suicide, which happened after Bully Boy beat up our narrator, mm-hmm. um, that that guy got attached to our narrator, but the that Suicide Boy got attached to the narrator because he was afraid of the demon who was haunting him. So was the demon haunting narrator or is the demon haunting the suicide boy? The, the well, timeline doesn't make sense yeah. at all for Bully Boy to be, have been attacking our narrator. And, like, yeah, there's another point in the story where the narrator says that the suicide guy was all just a coincidence, too. So is huh. it connected or or not? It's so weird. He says it was a coincidence, but then later when um, the suicide boy was in the house and the uncle was talking to... The suicide boy, the suicide boy explained that the, uh, actual, uh, auntie's mom, who had turned into the demon, uh, that that's why, um, the, uh, suicide boy was there. He was trying to get away from, uh, demon grandma. Uh. I guess. Yeah, it's it's unclear which monsters are where and what types they are, especially because there's at least two situations where 
the aunt or uncle says something and our narrator is like, ah, I don't know what they said. Uh, but yeah, they keep yeah. bringing it up as a <laughs> blank or start out. And it's like, all right. Like, if you could at least may- take a guess, if they're calling it like ghost in English, then mm-hmm. just tell us that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, it's very strange. And it all almost seems to be like it's. Uh, Backwards horror story justification for pre-existing prejudices. Yeah. yeah, definitely parts of it do do come out do come across that way for sure. Um, Catherine, how did this story uh, land with you? Did you enjoy it? Uh, do you have any interesting parts you wanted to bring up? The only interesting thing, the story was not good, but I do always love uh, learning new. Uh, words and traditions for things because like you know i there's that period of time that we all go through where we watch a lot of anime mm-hmm. and for some of us we're still in it for some <laughs> of us we'll come back to it later because it's <laughs> anyway um but you can't ever pick up everything and it's just i like reading the uh uh what do you call the footnotes and mm-hmm. doing, as usual, my favorite thing about all stories are reading footnotes and then getting lost in uh, links online to read more about all those things. But um, the story itself was just way too confusing and not laid out in a way that could make sense at all. Like, you're too confused to be scared. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I'm even trying to find more... Um, like, background information on Buraku to see if maybe I know, like, if I knew more about it, the story would hit more. But the footnote seems to have covered it. It's just like, yeah, there's, like, weird urban legends about these people, even now, like, the people descended from those people. Um, yeah. still, like, exists. Um, and, like, everyone listed on the Wikipedia page who is, uh, Notable Burakumin is like politicians that I've never heard of, and hmm. then the founder and president of Uniqlo is the only person who <laughs> is relevant. Huh. So it se- it seems like maybe there is some actual. There's still some element of like social exclusion, even though they've made it illegal to like investigate your yeah. uh, p- partners or potential employers. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably <laughs> cut down on it at least if it's illegal yeah, to be like. I'm sure. Hey, Private Eye, can you find out if they have the wrong ancestors for me, please? Um, it, it's yeah. I'm trying to think if there's I'll, like a Western equivalent to that in in horror. Maybe it's where like the villain is an old gypsy. That, yeah, that's I think probably the closest we have is uh, is like gypsies or or just like economic stratus. What is that um, like? Yeah, ho- uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hobos <laughs> in in horror stories that are menacing. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. But that's it's never like oh my great grandfather was a hobo and so I'm a menacing figure in this <laughs> right, story. Right, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just we don't have that caste system as ingrained. Yeah, it's in, not uh, it's not explicit in America, so you can kind yeah. of fudge it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're you're not going to get into much trouble if someone finds out that you are that you've descended from like farmers or poor people, uh, because like we still have it, but it only applies to people you right now, uh, yeah. rather rather than uh, 
having anything to do with, like, the family you come from. Right. Unless you're in the really, 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 really rich category, and you go to yes, country clubs, true. and they only let you in if you came over the Mayflower. And no yeah, one cares right. about that. Like the uh-huh. separation so between old money and new money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But none uh, of us are rich enough to ever <laughs> worry about that. Nope. nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, we Scott, never will be. <laughs> Scott, how did this how did this story hit you? Uh I I pretty much agree with all of that. It's very convoluted. Um I was I was trying to I was sort of on board with it at the beginning. Um cuz I was like, okay, they're maybe not a professional writer or whatnot, but maybe that will sort of help the story and sort of the the confusion of the narrator at the beginning of the story is kind of interesting because you, you know, you don't know what's going on because they don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're with them. And, and there's a moment uh, where where he's kicking the old man and he turns around and sees this weird like half a face just hovering behind him, which is yeah. – but, but at that point, it's so clumsily described that, yeah, there's just no terror in it at all at that point. I'm assuming that was the guy that committed suicide, but... I thought it was the grandmother, but who knows? I think that was the half, like, I don't know for sure, but like, (laughs) he he fell on the the bicycle parking garage Mm -hmm. (laughs) roof, and I think it was kind of implying like half his face was flattened, but Uh, I don't know. That could be wrong. It could be just another coincidence. It was just... Some random yeah, half a face going by. Uh, it's so <sighs> strange. Doesn't quite cover it. It's it's a really bizarre story, um, and uh, I think the next segment of the show we might have trouble with, which is our spookiest parts. Uh, <laughs> I I think for me it might have been the old man get it, like laughing and taunting uh, the narrator while he's being kicked because nothing else really stood out to me as particularly spooky in this. Mm-hmm. There's uh, one thing. Um, go ahead. That I did f- actually. I almost missed it as I was trying to unravel the spaghetti of the words. But um, when he went to pasta. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I never realized I did that. That's amazing. Okay. Oh, now I'm happy. Okay. (laughs) He put his. He went to put his um, arm in the sleeve of his jacket and felt another person's arm, and I almost missed that. And that's pretty creepy. Yeah, that was a nice detail, actually. Yeah. Scott, what was the spookiest part for you? Um. I, man, I don't know if there was like really a truly spooky part. I kind of maybe this is more relatable than spooky, but the part where they describe <laughs> the funeral at the end of the story, and, oh, yeah. and the narrator's family is just sort of weirded out by the whole laughing ritual that the that whole community is doing there. That they're just kind of like they they pay their respects and and are like uh, let's let's just kind of go out the back way, <laughs> yeah. get out of there. <laughs> Yeah, it's other, really. Go ahead. Other families' traditions are always creepy and scary. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Other cultures are weird and scary. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was going to be about it, sort of uh, based on the title in the beginning. Like, oh, here's the section of town that's like haunted, or it's like the dark mirror of of our yeah. town. Mm-hmm. But, right, 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 right. 
it ends up just being like, uh, these people uh, come from families who were butchers in feudal Japan, so they're crazy and can see ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I think in a more in a more sort of mainstream horror story, it would turn out that the people from Reverse S Ward were just misunderstood, and that right. the, their psychic abilities made them exceptional and able to deal with these things that no one else could. But instead, yeah. it just makes them more other and even like, oh, we were no, we were right all along. These people are even worse than we thought. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, which one is it? The Dunwich Horror, where the guy goes to the town and it turns out everyone is fish people? <laughs> I don't know that one. It's one of, one of the more beloved Lovecraft stories. <laughs> this guy goes to a town and everyone seems kind of creepy, and it turns out he discovers that they'd been breeding with deep ones for generations. Uh, oh, cool. That sounds delightful. Um, yeah, uh, so this is sort of like, uh much less historically beloved version of that. <laughs> it's okay to discriminate against fish people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree with that a little bit. Uh, Guillermo del Toro would disagree. I'm so excited to go see that movie next weekend. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I will have seen it 20 days ago. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, wait, wait, which one? Which movie is coming out? The Shape of Water. Oh, I didn't, I'm behind. It's a, the new Guillermo del Toro, where once again, Doug Jones has to put on a fishman costume, but, th- but this time he gets to hug and kiss with a lady who can't talk. <laughs> um, I'm excited to go see that. Uh, I have heard mixed things again, but mostly positive. Uh, his last movie I saw was Crimson Peak, which was extremely disappointing yeah, to me. I still haven't seen that one. It was amazing because I just liked thinking about the house and how the house could possibly function as a normal house and how you could fix it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a lot of nice sets and costumes, but like so much of it is just... Guillermo del Toro presents a Victorian romantic drama. Yeah. And Great. I wanted it to be about ghosts mostly. And there's a little bit oh, of ghosts. There's ghosts there. Uh, the most, uh, the <laughs> coolest part of the movie is uh, Tom Hiddleston gets stabbed in the face with like an ice pick or a pen or yep. something, and yep. then very gruesomely pulls it out of his face. Uh, yep. And that's the good Guillermo del Toro stuff that I wanted to see more of. More face stabbing, please. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because usually you accept a, expect a character to get stabbed in the face and it's like they pass out and they're just dead. But no, he got stabbed in like the cheek, so of course he's fine. <laughs> and he's going to want to pull that, that weapon out of his face. Uh, and so he does. And it's, it's that, that and some of the ghost designs are gruesome, but otherwise. Oh, his designs good. are always great. Yeah. Oh, I love that house. Uh, anyway, I just kept thinking about the roof and, and how do they control the temperature? And well, they oh. don't. So y- they set fires in all the fireplaces. That's I it. Know. So you'd oh, like to see to a, like a sequel to that where the Property Brothers get in there and just sort of yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, flip the, flip this peak. Uh, <laughs> yes, oh, amazing. And then Ghost Tom Hiddleston follows them around and just like gives advice and opinions. It'll be perfect. Be great. I'd watch yeah. that. <laughs> Catherine, where can the people reach you to interact with you online if they would like to? Um, I have a Twitter that I sometimes use. Uh, it's Xylor, X-Y-L-O-A-R-T. And you can actually friend me on Facebook if you request it, because all I do is post pictures of cats. 
Scott, Scott, how about you? Do you have projects you would like to promote or places people can reach you? Uh, You can find me at Scott Martinek on Twitter. Kept it nice and simple. And I... And I've filmed a couple of short things recently, other people's projects that aren't available yet. So look to the future, <laughs> as will I. Will it be available in 20 days? Or wait, Probably many, not. Like, we on? just finished <laughs> shooting the scene, so I, there's like all sorts of post-production and whatnot. So. As for me, you can go on Instagram and follow me, JeffJK. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash JeffJK and find uh, bonus content for this show, a little bit of bonus content for the Pokemon podcast that is uh, completed. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone really loves that one, but we did 151 episodes, which I think is plenty. I'll uh, never stop asking for more. Every, everybody wants us to do season two, but season two is another 101 episodes. Yeah, um, great. And there are now, I think, 807 Pokemon total. That's too many. Yeah. Don't um, think about it. It's a lot. What just, what, some podcast just hit a thousand episodes recently. I don't remember which, oh, it was, uh, Stuff You Should Know just hit a thousand episodes because they've been doing, they've been doing two or three a week for a decade. That's Um, too many. (laughs) uh, I know two other podcasts that have been running about as long, but they're only once a week and I've skipped some, so they both just hit 500. Um, and then, uh, Yo Is This Racist was five days a week for a few years. So they're in the 900s now. They'll hit a thousand in, in a year or two, I think. Man, <laughs> those are one piece but, numbers. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, or what is that? There's some manga that's been running since like the 60s and the anime version has been running since the 70s and it's just like a family uh drama i don't remember what that is though. Oh, wow. oh. No, i don't know that. uh yeah it's boy uh anyway uh, oh my gosh i'm looking up i've google image searched um mokugyo the fish drum oh the, yeah the drum that they the, it's the story mentioned them not using it in a ritual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've got a footnote, and now I'm looking at pictures of various designs, and now I need one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's it for this show. Reverse S word. Ura esku means back, reverse. Sorry, Ura means back, reverse, or hidden. <laughs> Thank you.